Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner Caroline Pope as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with the Animals. I'm your host, Caroline Pope. Thank you for joining me. The lovely Jacqueline wrote in and asked what happens about animals bonded to one human and what to do for the animal physically and emotionally when the human, and I quote, and I just laughed when I read this, I haven't heard this term in ages, shuffles off the mortal coil. So there you have it. Of course, every animal is going to react differently as every human will. How most animals do know when their human is, and I quote, about to shuffle off the mortal coil, they see it in our energy field a day or two beforehand, whether that's due to something like illness that's been prolonged or, for example, someone goes in a car accident, all the humans will be terribly shocked, obviously, but the animals do know. Of course, how much each animal sees and how much each animal feels is obviously in every animal is different. But also, too, of course, if it's the one human that they live with and they're very dependent on versus someone that may live in a house that they're not close to or someone they see the day before when they're at a friend's place or something like that, obviously it will all be different, as it is for us. And, of course, every animal has their own coping mechanisms. As humans, we all have our own. The best thing you can do for your animals um, basically is plan for them. And everybody doesn't always get the ideal scenario. We all know that. But if, for example, someone has, I don't know, cancer, seems to be going around a lot these days, and you know you have cancer and you know you know it's terminal, well, I mean, so is life, but you know where I'm coming from. Under those circumstances, sorting out what's going to happen with your animals and as you're getting worse, whomever is having, be it the cat, the dog, whatever, get them to spend more time with the animal. Get them occasionally, and I know you're going to want them there, but this is for the animal's sake, not yours, to spend a night over. That way, when you do actually transition, the animals are used to where they're going to sleep. It's not the first time. That really does help them. Of course, for example, getting hit by the proverbial Mack truck or drunk driver is a little different. But if you know that you know, you've got written down and the people who are going to be looking after the animals know that, again, that brings peace of mind to all concerned and it does help. Otherwise, unfortunately, 
as um, is happening now, many animals wind up in a pound because either family members don't want them or can't take them, and there's been, or there's been, as is often the case, no provisions made for them, particularly if it's a young person. Older people tend to think more of their mortality than the young. Now, as far as helping an animal to cope, the quickest and easiest thing for the animal is to have a routine. It's going to be different, yes, because you're in a different house with different people. But keeping in with the routine as quickly as possible in the new routine is going to help. Obviously, um, not everybody's going to feed the same things as the last owner did, but at least try and find out what the animal was being fed and at least for a little bit. Um, feed them the same thing till you transition what you're going to feed. Because again, one of the first things that will go out um, and play up is the gut with emotion anyway. People get stressed, they'll throw up, diarrhea, whatever. Animals are no different. And of course, then throwing a change of diet onto grief and change of house, it's a big ask. So If you can find out what the animal is being fed, it really is going to help. As for the rest of it, it's a rescue remedy for those of you that do the bark flower essences, um, the infraceuticals, chill, peace, love and ESR are very, very relevant. Um, And feel free to contact me for more information about those. If you're not um, already a nest practitioner or have access to the infraceuticals, but they are invaluable. And apart from that, everybody's going to have good days and bad days. The animals are the same. The trick is not to make it so that you make a huge fuss of the animal for a couple of days and then ignore it. Um, Or if the animal's always been outside, please don't throw it outside. That's just unfair on the animal. And, of course, that should have been thought of beforehand. Now, if your great-aunt Flo's died and you've got her cat or dog and the cat's always been an inside cat and the family's lumped you with it and you're allergic or want nothing to do and the cat's going to be outside, try doing the right thing by the cat and rehoming with someone that's going to have the similar scenario i.e. the cat being in the house and having the one person to bond with scenario. And so is, um, you know, it's also fairer on the human. And unfortunately, this is something that most people don't tend to talk about. Death is not something that's covered well, or let's be honest, at all in our society. Once upon a time, people saw relatives dying now unless it's a murder on tv um, or a murder on the street something like that most people don't see death we put um, our people in hospital or in palliative care Um, children are lied to they say the animal's gone to live on a farm or it's gone to sleep rather than it's being euthanized Uh, does my head in i've got to say The only thing you can be guaranteed of is that we're going to die. That's the one thing we're all going to do. And for the sake of our animal friends as well as ourselves, the more honest you can be about this, the better 
for all concerned because and don't feel obliged um oh yes i'll take your animal thinking i couldn't think of anything worse i'm allergic i don't want my yeah i want to travel next year and that's not going to fit in with my lifestyle give the gift of honesty if it's not going to work for you it's not going to work for the animal and people always appreciate honesty under those circumstances because it's not actually about them, it's about their animal. People will see that. So being honest is by far the best thing for their animal as well. And as I say, if someone asks you this question, really have a think about your lifestyle and whether you're able to do so. For example, if you rent with the rental market, the landlord may not be happy to have an extra dog or cat or bird or whatever um, there. If it's a horse, are you going to be able to um, find local adjustment and go down once or twice a day if where the horse is adjusted currently, um, you're unable to go to on a regular basis? These are all things people need to think about. Because, as I've said, we are all going to go and you need to think of this before. Thinking of it after makes life very sticky for you and the animal's already grieving. You don't need to add any burden to that. So love them for who and what they are while we have them. And just remember, um, as I think it was John Edwards said, if you love someone, Tell them now. Don't wait till I've died before you tell them. And be honest. No, I can't have your dog. I'm sorry, but it won't fit with my lifestyle. I'm planning to go to the UK next year or Russia or wherever. No, I can't have your cat. I'm allergic. No, I can't have your horse. I love him to bits, but financially I cannot afford to support a horse or I simply don't have enough time. I'm working um, 50 hours a week. I can't then come home and do a horse. That's honesty. And honesty is the greatest gift you can give them. And once you do have an animal, get into the routine as soon as you can of how your life is going to be with the animal. Welcome them into the home and love them. At the end of the day, be it human or animal, that's what we're all striving for. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking with the Animals. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and if you could drop a review, I'd really appreciate it. Feel free to reach out with any topics you'd like me to cover. I'd love to hear from you. As always, stay safe and remember, until next time, talk with your animal. Thank you for listening to Talking with the Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator CST and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time.